Hello, and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. We've been watching a bunch of different stuff lately, not a lot of overlap. Oh, I am caught up, though, on Succession, so we should do this Sunday's episode. We could do a pod Oh, nice. All right, perfect. Yeah. Finally. I'm trying to remember what happened in the last episode. Oh, yes. The balcony scene. Yes. Oh, I have... To be more specific, I have one episode before oh, okay. I'm all the way caught up, but I know <laughs> I know that I'll be able to watch it before Sunday, so I will be caught up and we can podcast about it is what I should have said. That was very misleading, and I'm glad I didn't say anything I more. Know. I mean, the balcony scene you, is well, very – yeah, I was trying to be big. was not a spoiler, but also, yeah, you, you it was for the benefit of our audience, but it helped me that <laughs> I am also not spoiled, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. Oh, also, we could do Silo. Are you still watching that? I am. I – haven't seen anything more than two episodes. Should I have? No, no, no. No, I guess the third one came out today. So unless you watched it at 6.30 a.m. Which I was I, po- like considering. for <laughs> Before we recorded, I was considering watching at least three episodes of The Great and then an episode of Silo. So that would have been... You could have. If I had only woken up earlier. Anyway. I already watched the new Yellow Jackets episode this morning. And for our listeners, it's currently 8.30 in the morning. So... <laughs> That's what I guess that's Priorities what it's like to be a TV done. professional. Yeah, I I chose running over TV, which was a bad choice. It was wrong. It was the wrong choice. But also like <laughs> in a, a very real way for also health choice. and life. Oh, uh, it sucked. It was nice hot job. already. Um, anyway, what is one of the ones that you've been watching lately that you think I should hear about? Well... I want to talk about Fatal Attraction first, actually. Okay. It's not that I think you definitely need to watch it, right, but I have, in, I, have, I have thoughts about it, though. <laughs> okay. Have you seen – so it's it's a reimagining of the movie that came out in, like, the 80s. Have you seen it? Have you seen that movie? I don't think so. It's Michael Douglas it's so, and Glenn Close. Yeah, it's so just, like, prevalent everywhere, the the references to it, that part of me feels like I have, but I'm fairly certain I have not. I think I just know some references. That's like, yeah, everybody knows the, like, I won't be ignored, Dan, or whatever that line is. Yeah. Uh, I I think I just botched that, but I'm not good with quotes. I ha- I was so sure I'd seen it, and then I started watching the show, and I was like, what the, who are these people? Like, I, because I thought I would remember something, and then I actually looked up the plot of the movie, and I was like, oh, I've definitely never seen that. <laughs> I don't know why I was so sure I had. I think I was mixing it up with another movie in that same time period and I don't know the name of it obviously because I thought it was this one where there's like there's a woman who like may or may not have killed someone and there's like a journalist looking into it and that he gets taken in by her like allure I don't know in my mind these are the same movie and I can't even remember the name of that one I will – it'll come to me later and I will – I'll put it on Instagram or something. Yeah, can I'm sure everybody there. listening who's seen this movie will like know, know exactly what I'm talking about and be like, how can't you remember the name? But anyway, so this is – it's not a complete remake of the movie, this this TV version of Fatal Attraction. It's quite different actually. I Like I said, I read the plot summary because I didn't feel like going back and watching the movie that I thought I'd already seen. But it stars – the show stars Lizzie Kaplan and Joshua Jackson, who I I know from Fringe, but also was in Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I love both of them. Yeah. 
Right? Yeah. Like that's why I wanted to watch this because I was like, I don't really care about the story. I thought it was a perfect remake of the movie that I thought I'd already seen. And I was like, this is going to be whatever, but I like definitely want to watch it because of them. And I, I, I'm enjoying it. There's four episodes out so far, so it it could go either way. It's a mini series, I think. I'm pretty sure. There's supposed to be eight. Uh, And I think, yeah, I think there'll be eight. So I don't know. Being at the halfway point, I'm um, kind of feeling like it's it's dragging a little bit, and I don't really know. I don't really. I don't know if I'm gonna like it in the end, but I'm enjoying it enough to want to go back to it each week, which is that's something. Yeah, I. I would that's count positive that. praise. Yeah, I would definitely count that as positive. There are so many that I start watching and think, "Ooh, if there were more episodes out right now, I would watch it." But I don't think I want to wait and then like keep it in my mental lock of I need to go back to this later. There's too much stuff in there already. I don't need to clog it with things that are just like only okay. Exactly. I know. And that's what's interesting about this show is it is sort of just only okay. There's definitely problems with Mm -hmm. it. It, Like I said, it drags in places. The pacing is a little odd. The Like Joshua Jackson and Lizzie Kaplan are so excellent. But there's something – it it feels a little bit – poorly casted for these specific roles and I can't put my finger on it yet and maybe I'll change my mind in the end but and it's not so much Joshua Jackson's character as Lizzie Kaplan's like she plays so I don't know if you know that much about the movie premise but basically there's it's about an affair the the lead guy he's like a lawyer who has an affair and then the woman or at least in the show he's a lawyer anyway (laughs) And the woman that he's having an affair with, like, goes crazy. And so that's the whole, like, I won't be ignored. Like, she, like, gets really fixated and is basically a psycho. And I think that Lizzie Kaplan does a good job of playing this sort of unhinged role. But, like, it's – I don't know. There's something that's, like, not quite working. I don't know. There's just – like, it's not a bad performance. It's not bad acting. There's just something for me that's, like – just not quite working with with casting her in that role. Mm, I don't know. Is it that you associate her with very different roles? Like, what what is your most um, what's your strongest association with her in a role? And why uh, is it Janice? At this point, party? <laughs> I was gonna say party down actually. Oh, just because yes. I watched yeah, it more yeah, yeah. more recently, and I I think maybe it is. Maybe she, it's because she's always the very grounded, sort of cynical character. Or not always. I literally have seen her in like three things. But it feels like her playing this sort of unhinged person that needs – I don't know, really needs like mental health treatment is – she. I don't know. I just see her as like too grounded for that maybe. I get, this is a, per, a personal problem. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's a good performance. Um, anyway, the show where it really differs is that it's bringing – the perspective of her mental health to the forefront. So instead of it being like an afterthought that you could analyze, like, oh, obviously this woman is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the clinical term for it, but unhinged, whatever. Yeah, that In the one movie, is. unhinged is the clinical yeah. term. Sorry, I'm offending people. Probably the the movie doesn't do it. Doesn't even try to examine that. It's just here's. I mean, the movie really is like here's just an unhinged woman. Mm. Whereas the series is taking the approach of like, it's not just unhinged, it's this mental health issue. And it's examining that more, I'd say. But the real difference is that it's a murder mystery. It's basically in the show, and this isn't a spoiler, it's the very first scene. 
in the show, you find out that she's been murdered and he went to jail for her murder. And then you watch the events sort of flip back and forth between the present time where he's like, he's in jail and the past where he is having the affair with her. And so you're watching those events unfold and you're trying to figure out, did he really murder her? And so that's why I'm going back each week because I love a mystery. Mm-hmm. Like it just – I'm i such a sucker for a mystery. <laughs> so so that's why I'm like we'll see if it ends up being good because it could really disappoint me. I can see – yeah, I can see why that could be gripping, make you want to keep going back. It sounds a lot like – maybe you already made this comparison. It sounds like Gone Girl, but I mean clearly she's actually dead. <laughs> I mean no, spoiler yeah. alert for Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's okay. It's been, it's a, been while. a long time. That, that would like, be like oops. a spoiler, <laughs> yeah. though. Uh, I think that's been spoiled before, probably for people if they haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's I, yeah, I could see that as a comparison. It is sort of picking up the tropes of like thriller books mm-hmm. that do that sort of flipping back and forth, and like you find out the truth slowly, which is not at all what's going on in that movie. So yeah, it's different in that way. Interesting and. I think at least it's adding something. It's not since it's not totally just a remake. But I don't I also feel like they could have just made a new show. Like why are they using Fatal the Fatal Attraction story at all then? It's just a sort of a classic like they think it it'll make more money or get more viewers if they like lean on existing IP, which is I think kind of cheap, but yeah, I mean, how many times have we said a reimagining or based on a book in the last year uh, to talk about freaking, <laughs> the, the one I'll talk about next is based on a book. Yeah. Spoiler. So, but yeah, we can move on to something you're watching before I get into that. So what's on your list? So I think I talked a little bit about a small light last podcast or two podcasts ago when we were talking about uh, what's new, uh, but I've seen more since then. And I like it even more than I did before. I think I gave it, I think my a rating right now halfway through is an A minus, which feels surprising mm. to me. Yeah. I um it's more emotional than I usually like my shows to be. Like I I like a good balance generally of, you know, comedy drama and then you're pulling on the heartstrings. But I really need those moments to feel earned for me to not feel I don't know, like someone's just like trying to get me, uh trying to get me to tear up. But this I mean, clearly, so I should give a little bit of context just in case people haven't heard the other uh, podcast or haven't heard about this this show, but it's um, essentially another reimagining, but this time of of a real person, uh, Meep Geese, the woman who helped hide the Franks, Otto Frank and Frank, their family during the Holocaust in Amsterdam. And instead of focusing on Anne Frank, which I feel like a lot of the stories that have been spun off from Anne Frank's diary do... Anne Frank is like a very, like a tertiary character. She appears every once in a while, but she's certainly not the main part of the story. Um, And I think that is a really good choice because if you are familiar with Anne Frank, every time that she shows up, it like reminds you like, oh, this story has a nebulous but tragic ending. Like we, we know where this is going and yet it's still surrounding the life of this family and the people. And it's like a good... I don't know if I'm expressing myself well. It's a really good back and forth where it's not hitting you over the head with the sadness and like this this person. It's not leading up, building up this the life of this young girl that you know is going to end tragically. Instead, it's just sort of like just referencing it lightly every once in a while and focusing on the lovely ways that people can be there for one another. 
which sounds super schmaltzy when I say it like that, but it is. Uh, I'm very much enjoying it. And like I said, my I think my cry count is five or six at this point, which usually is not the marker of like a great TV show for me. Usually it means I'm in like a low point in my life and just need to watch something that'll make me cry. But the tears have been mostly during happy moments. I can't remember if I've told you this already, Jess, but like- I think so. Yeah. It's it's like the moments that you that aren't necessarily supposed to be, this is a tragedy, but it's sort of like, oh, wow, there are so many bad things happening right now. And this person is just willing to do, like willing to be there for friends, for whatever, just doing like these small things. And the fact that those small things mean so much to these other people is just like a, ugh, like a little like twist in the gut every time. Anyway, I don't know if I'm making this sound good. <laughs> no, I think I will like it. I, I'm i not like running to go watch it, but I like books set in this time period a lot. And it reminds me of a lot of those that I read. I feel like the perspective of every sort of like historical fiction based on true stories, World War II fiction is from a person who like helped in some small way. Like every World War II book right now in the historical fiction genre is like the library of something or like the librarian or the bookkeeper or whatever it is. Cause like all these people who just helped with, I don't know, restoring books or, or saving books or whatever. For some reason that's really hot right now. And I've read like all of them in that genre. Oh, interesting. I'll <laughs> have to I, go for you for Rex. It's, it, I know it feels really niche, but it's very, it's very hot right now. And I love that. I, I don't know. There's something about it that gets me every time and I cry a lot and it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's this sort of idea that it's, yeah, that wasn't, it's not going to be in your history book. It's not the thing that made the war or changed anything major, but these acts of, re- I mean, rebellion Resilience, and rebellion, yeah. helpfulness and yeah, it those get me. So I, I guess I'm not watching the show because I feel like I've covered a lot of ground already mm-hmm. in this genre and also recently the last year or two but it's definitely a genre that I like so I will watch it at some point yeah the last thing I'll say so um Meep Geese is played by Belle Powley who I think I inaccurately called Belle Rowley <laughs> at a different point but um she is really great as the main role she's got these huge expressive eyes that work really well to both she's she's like a light-hearted young woman and then, you know, dealing with this very serious subject matter. So her responses to things feel very reflected in her face. And it's easy to identify with her and her experience. I think she's doing a great job. But then also, I love the way that they're, um, that this show is portraying the relationships. I think that's what makes this, like, that's the biggest strength uh, in, in making everything feel so emotional, but also well-earned. It's because you care about the relationships between between Meep and the Frank family, between Meep and her husband, Jan, who also is helping her and doing his own bit of like resistance, resilience against, you know, the Nazi occupation. One of the things that I really liked, Jan and Meep, their love story, which happens in the first two episodes or so, is not some like sweeping, like, oh, we have the same ideals and we fell in love and it's like this thing. It's They don't even really like each other at first. And it's not like a rom-com, we hate each other and then we get together. It's this very natural build of just like they're fine and then they respect each other and then they support each other and their their love story is like secondary to everything but supports the whole story very well just all of the relationships are really well woven 
into this series so far. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a tangent, but I want to I want to say that is what is drawing me. If you if you like shows that are heavy on like human relationships and human relationships that are done well, this is this is doing a small light is doing that really well. And I'll I'll step off my small light soapbox now. I like it so much more than I thought I would. I thought I would like it fine. But yeah, it seems like I don't know. Yeah, you're definitely convincing me. Do you think it'll end up being like a top 10 show of the year for you? I don't know. It's hard to it's hard for me to do that with things that are so genre specific or like yeah. I mean, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see. I feel like sometimes I just have that gut feeling like, oh wow, I love this so much. Like I definitely see this being somewhere in the top 10. It would surprise me. Maybe I'm just still a little bit in denial about how much I like this show. Because like probably huh. if I heard myself back, I would be like, yeah, it sounds like sounds like this makes her list. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, oh wow, Jenny like loves this show. I'm just so <laughs> like, surprised. Like even though you won't come out and say you love it, <laughs> the way you describe it makes it sound like you do. I just uh, – yeah, read. I know I'm a broken record at this point, but I, I thought I would like it. I thought it would be fine. And it's just surpassing my expectations. But I feel like it's a very you show, though. In what way? I mean, in that it's a period history yeah, like fiction. That's like solely what I mean. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. I mean, that's why. I mean, like, I knew I would like it. Sort of yeah. blanket like those shows in general. Anyway, we can I move. Guess on. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you working on? Yeah, I put this in the newsletter this week, so I won't spend a ton of time on it. But Saint X on Hulu is the one that I previously uh, was talking about as being adapted from a book. It's adapted from a thriller and the or like a thriller book. And uh, thriller books are very much my thing. And I don't know that I ever would have read this one because it has – I live and die by Goodreads average reviews, even though I shouldn't because sometimes I don't agree with the masses. But this one has like below a 3.5, which for me for a thriller means like normally I'll skip it because it means like – that it was too much setup and then the, the payoff wasn't sucks, good yeah. or like the twist was stupid. It just usually indicates something that I'm really not going to like about it. And so I haven't read it. And I've seen five episodes of the show, which is all that's out right now. I think there will be 10. I hope there's only eight. <laughs> I don't know, though. And I'm really tired of watching it already. But I, at this point, want to know what happens, which is a dangerous place to be in with a thriller because if you don't really like anything and you're just still watching it to find out what happens nine times out of 10, you'll be let down in my experience. But I don't know. It's also a little bit of like, oh, it's got a white lotus feel to it. And I put that in my review. Basically the past timeline, there's a dual timeline situation going on. The past timeline is this girl goes missing at this resort and she's found dead. That's not a spoiler. And they don't know who did it. But the it's set at this luxury resort, so there are these themes of like the privileged tourists are, you know, being catered to by the locals, and that's all very White Lotus. And so I think what they're trying to say with those scenes is something that a lot of people have seen recently, because most people, I, a lot of people watch the White Lotus. And so I think it's not the fault of the show that that feels a little tired, because I think the book came out before the white lotus was even a thing it just is how it is like i'm just a little just bit timing. like yeah. i've seen this mm-hmm. and i do think that there is something interesting in the idea of the what the news or like media has called the missing white woman syndrome which is a real phenomenon that the show is sort of 
examining, which is, you know, when a white woman goes missing, why is the media outcry so much larger? And it gets so much attention. And the book is loosely inspired by a real case. Um, Natalie Holloway, I don't, I think we were pretty young when that happened, but uh, a white woman went missing at a resort. And I think they still haven't convicted anyone, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And so that's the same in this show. Basically, the, you know, the young, the 18 year old character is found dead. And the perspective in the present timeline is from her younger sister who's trying to figure out what really happened. Gotcha. So I'm in it for the mystery. I don't love the way they're telling the story. I think the flipping between all the timelines, and there's more than two even. They're like going into the backstories of the locals, which is a, it's just a lot of characters and a lot of switching timelines. And people love Alicia Deb Alicia Debnam Carey, I think is is the lead girl's name. I think she was in the 100, which had like a rabid fan base and her fans are it like passionate. I feel like I was on the end of my Tumblr era. It was people yeah, were that's how I know about in it on one, the 100. I remember seeing yes. gift sets and photo sets and being like what is this? Yeah, the blonde girl yeah, and the okay. brunette girl. Yep, absolutely. That's my entire experience with it as well. I haven't seen it. And so yeah, I totally get that these fans are like really they love her, which is fine but she's not very good in this show oh, bummer like and so yeah please don't like people are gonna send us hate Tumblr's mail gonna be blowing up about this well I, I like made a tiktok about this show and it was supposed to originally be victoria padretti who plays love in mm -hmm. you i can't remember if you've seen, yeah. yeah i love her i think she's an incredible <laughs> actress and I mean, I just really liked that character, but I also think she's also in The Haunting of Hill House mm -hmm. and she's her performance in that is insane. She's so good. And she was supposed to be in this mm -hmm. and then she left for creative differences is what they said. And they put Alicia in it instead. And I said something like, I wish Victoria was in it instead. And I, like, I'm getting like hate mail from the Alicia fans. I wonder if the creative so, difference was that she wanted it to be better. <laughs> to be good. That's literally what I was thinking. Bummer. Anyway, so it's not, I wouldn't recommend this. But I guess some people like it more than I do. The Rotten Tomatoes is interesting. The critics who've seen the whole thing, because like the ones mm -hmm. who screened it early, uh, they gave it – it's sitting at a 20%. So like 20% of the critics gave it a positive review, which is very low even yeah. for a TV show on Rotten Tomatoes. And then the audience score is like a 90. So my thesis is that the end is really disappointing. Who and is it critics for? Like what age group? Is this – was this a YA – book or is it a an adult thriller or what's the no it's adult yeah okay. I mean it's not it's not heavily adult but like it's not yeah it's not YA I'm gonna say I one of say. the problems with with Rotten Tomatoes critic scores is that rarely is there a critic that is going to enjoy like a teen show which I think is a little bit disservice no it's not to, a teen show yeah, okay I, I agree with you there. No, that's not what's happening here. Yeah, I have to assume it's because they've seen the whole show yeah. and they know something that we don't. Mm. And the knowing something is that it's bad in the end. Like it's disappointing. Doesn't bode well. Yeah. So for a mystery, that's sort of like the nail in the coffin. And yeah, well, we can move on from that one. I commend you for sticking with it. I'm sorry in advance for what you will probably have to go through. <laughs> I am too. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but it's the same thing as Fatal Attraction. Like I just need to know what happens yeah. and I don't want to look it up, but I should probably. <laughs> um, yeah. Interesting. Well, 
I also wrote about this in the newsletter, but I recently watched the two, 2022, I was going to say 2002, but no, 2022 miniseries, The English on Prime Video, which I really had no expectations going into, except that I vaguely remembered hearing that it was good. And I don't remember from who or like what the context was. Um, but yeah, I decided to watch it on a whim because it showed up on my Prime Video thing. And I was like, yeah, might as well. Uh, and I was, yeah, again, no, truly no context going in, really liked it. I think I gave it a B minus, no, B plus in the newsletter. Maybe I might give it like a B or a B minus now upon reflection, having sat with it with like a, for, for another day, just because it was rather slow for only six episodes, eight episodes. I can't even remember now how many I sat through. Um, they're long episodes and they're beautiful, beautifully shot. Essentially it's like a genre study on Westerns, but it's trying to re- do it's trying to correct some of the glamorization of you know old hollywood cowboys westerns like wow what a romantic notion there are good guys there are bad guys it's the wild wild west so you don't know what to expect but you can always expect there to be like one person fighting for good and instead this was much more everyone is out for themselves it's the west like you do not know what to expect but you can expect people to act in their own interests which I thought reminded me a lot of The Last of Us, which is why I made that um, that comparison in the newsletter. And I'm curious for people who have seen both, if they would agree with me or if they'd be mad at that comparison. There's this overarching story of like who who really, we, we're identifying with main characters just because that's what TV shows and movies have taught us to do. But like, are they really the good guys here? Or is everyone just truly out for their own interests? Similar themes. Anyway, I'll stop the comparison now because I feel like I'm losing myself in the uh, in like the tangle of, of this. But I thought the English was a little bit slow in the middle. They introduce a bunch of characters similar to The Last of Us uh, that don't seem to have any connection with the main characters. And then later on, they sort of all come together. So that was interesting. It is like a one and done. This is the story. This is how everyone connects by the end. So the end is satisfying if you're going to start it at all. Unless you're just like in the mood for a genre vibe Western, I don't really see any point unless you're going to finish because it, the whole package I feel like is worthwhile to see. Um, but it's you're going to do yourself a disservice if you only watch halfway through and then forget about it. So that is my long-winded The English talk do you have any questions <laughs> i just have very little interest in watching this to be honest yeah it's... there's are it's already an uphill battle for me with anything described as a western and then when it's described as a slow moving western <laughs> it's it's a pass for me it's very violent um oh that too Another in the way the last against. of us was you know like oh well the last of us had less violence than i expected and i think that worked in its favor because i was worried that that was really going to bother me. And then I, I would say it had less than I expected. I guess that's true. I mean, there were whole episodes that didn't have yeah, anything. Um, but you know, it's funny that the other day we were talking about, so there's another podcast called The Watch mm. uh, for our listeners who might not know. And there are two people who talk about TV, but they're like middle-aged men uh, in contrast to our 
youthful women. <laughs> but there are similarities between one of them is like Jenny, I think, and what he likes. Andy, right? Is yes. you were telling me you you I think this was like on his ten top ten of twenty twenty two. The English? The English. Yeah. No so I was like, this is so funny because I and I I can't remember how Chris would have felt about it if I even know. But yeah, that made is me laugh. very funny. Uh not to go too far into this, but yeah, I was just reflecting the other day on how many similarities there are between the watch and us. They also are both from the Philadelphia area and knew each other oh, yeah. in high school. <laughs> oh my gosh, we should we be friends. Are them, but girls and slightly That's, younger and like twenty years younger. That's so funny. But yeah, if we were ever to, you know, you know, team Andy, team Chris, it and do like a trivia on shows or something, that could be fun. Of course, I, feel I like you guys are really similar. Yeah, I don't know how similar you feel to Chris, but at least in their dynamic. In his energy. Yeah, but. <laughs> his energy. Anyhow. Um, yeah, so I don't need to say that much more about the English. I thought the vibe it presented was very well curated. They did a great job with the music, with the cinematography. Um, Emily Blunt is just like good at everything she does. She really tied oh, this project her. down. She, yeah. Um, so that's that's all I'll say on that. She's probably the only thing that can make me watch that show, and yet I still probably will not. Maybe someday. Maybe you're, you'll be feeling it. You'll oh, want maybe. a Western. But yeah, I understand. There is a, there's a little bit of a twist. It's not what I was expecting, but um, it's interesting. Anyway, yeah. I do love a twist. I feel like your dad would like this show. Did you tell him about it? I did, and he has already watched it. You were correct. He did <laughs> like it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I – have another show that I can very briefly speak about. Okay. Sorry, I took up so it, much time talking about The Last of Us. <laughs> it's the English. <laughs> That's okay. I'd rather talk about The Last of Us than the English, so you're good. Right. I watched the first two episodes of Class of 09 on Hulu, which is not Class of 07. Not to be confused. It is very confusing. Class of 07 was a show that I talked about a few months ago that I really liked. Oh, you watched it too. Yeah. So we both liked okay. that. Class of 09 – I'm not sure I would recommend to you, Jenny, at least not yet from what I've seen so far. I'm actually not sure that I'd recommend it to anyone, but if you're really into like FBI dramas, then maybe, but that's not really your your thing most of the time. Mm, I liked Bones. Does that count? It's, well, that's like a fun procedural. This is not a procedural. It's more like a, I don't know, almost like a night agent. Like haven't seen that, but you did tell me not political to watch thriller. It, so. I mean, I hated that. This is <laughs> this is definitely executed better. But I'm I don't know. It's hard to know what the show is yet because it has the makings of like a political thriller in that it's based on this class of FBI trainees, and I can't quite figure out yet what the point is, except that there are three different timelines. Uh, and we're following the same characters in each timeline. So them as trainees in in the class of 09 at Quantico and then in the present, which is 2023, with them, I don't know, at this point, like 10 years into their FBI careers. And then the future where we don't know a lot yet, but the vibe is that the FBI is using like AI, basically 
took the normal responsibilities of agents away. Like there's no more like investigations. It's just like AI tells them what to do. But it's unclear yet what the point is, like I said. So I'm enjoying the vibes. It's Kate Mara and Brian Terry Henry, who I like, both of them. And I but I, I don't really know what to make of it yet. And it's FX. FX is normally pretty good. Yeah. So I wanted to give it a try, but I cannot recommend it yet because I have no idea where it's going. And I don't really know what the point of it is, but so far enjoyable to watch. Like there's enough going on that I'm entertained, I guess. Cool. It's a, I'm a tentative yes on it, but I'm not going to recommend it yet. That seems safe. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So we could talk about Lasso quickly if you want. Yeah, we could we could touch on it briefly. I know we're two episodes behind in talking about it on the pod. Mm-hmm. I, all I'll say about the second to last episode, which to f- get that in people's minds, was the uh, Keeley picture leak episode. Uh, all I'll say about that is that I hated that episode. I hated it. It was bad. Sorry. I don't really remember how I felt. I think I mainly was focused in on the Keeley relationships of it all. I'm just, it feels like ping-ponging back and forth between Roy and then Jack and now back to, um, why am I drawing a blank Jamie? on Jamie? Yeah, wow. Uh, and then Jamie because Jamie like comes to see how she is at the end of yeah, the episode. Uh, and I, I like Jamie more than anyone else in this show. Like clearly we've talked about how he is the best part, the character arc wise, um, like comedic relief wise, but I don't love that. Like I, I don't, I think they've already reconciled. I like that they're reconciling again. I don't like that it's hinting at maybe another future romance between the two of them. I can't tell. I really, I don't love. I think it's a friendship at this point. And I, I, I like that for them. Yeah, I guess it was a, it was interesting that they had him like show up. But again, I think and that's maybe just – I think that's in. more about him yeah. and his development than it is about her. But I mean, I shouldn't say the episode was bad. I just felt frustrated by what felt like a very heavy-handed like here's how to approach leaked photos. Like the woman is – it's not her fault. Like it just felt very like here's what we want you to think about this topic. Which I will play the devil's advocate, although we know the devil doesn't need more advocates that uh, for anyone younger than us or older than us, honestly, that is watching this show, like good, like maybe they don't have, maybe they haven't been told this before or haven't thought of this from this point of view. And yeah, like, I agree with you. It's not... Well, I'm not saying it was bad that they made this episode, but just in terms of entertainment, and it was a full 60-minute long episode, I wasn't entertained. Sure. Yes. I agree with you there. I just – in terms of like it being heavy-handed, I could imagine – I don't think it was good for us for sure, but I a little bit was thinking like, oh, for like a younger audience who maybe has not thought about this issue quite so much or like I said, older audience – who was fed other information as a child. Like, yeah, I, I'm i okay that this yeah. episode exists. I just wish I hadn't had to watch it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I mean. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think at this point, yeah, it's just interesting to me that I'm sort of ping-ponging in each episode because I said this to you already this morning, but last night's episode I actually really liked. 
Oh, sorry. Wednesday night's episode. I, I watched it a day late. The, this week's episode, I enjoyed a lot. And I don't dislike the show. It's just funny that at this point, I think there's clear, like, what I think are problems with it that you can't really argue no, aren't I, there. Yeah. Except that people are. Like, I think at this point in this season, there are people that are like us, like, sort of just like, we see the problems with it. We're still watching it, but maybe not enjoying it that much. <laughs> much and definitely yeah. not as much as the first two seasons. And then Ted Lasso defenders that would, like, lay down their life to be like, it's still so good. You guys are just haters. Like, what's wrong with you? And they get so defensive. And it's pretty clearly two different camps, at least on the internet. I, I'm surprised. I um, I made this list of like my five favorite Apple TV shows, the reasons that I'm keeping Apple TV. And Ted Lasso was not in my list. And so far, no one has yelled at me for it. People have been like, oh, what about things like shrinking? And I've been like, yeah, not my top five, but like I get it. I understand. But um, I, yeah, I was very, I was sort of ready for people to come at me about Ted Lasso, but I have not received any, any beratings. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not saying anything about it is the way to go because rather than, yeah, I've, I made a TikTok about it and I was like, these, these are the problems with it. And I was very like not argumentative and I didn't say it was bad. I just said like, it's a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. And there are people who agree with me. And then there are people that just like staunchly defend it. And they're like, this is my favorite season. There's some people who say that. It's just – at this point, it's just interesting to me that yeah. there are these two distinct groups and that people feel so defensive over it because I think because of how much joy it brought them in 2020. I mean, I think that has to be what it is. I don't begrudge people that. Like, it's still a good – it's still a good enough show. <laughs> I just – yeah, I just have these issues with it. I'm Even in Wednesday's episode – like Jade, I look. Maybe the seeds were planted for that relationship, but she has zero personality traits. They've made that character a personalityless person. What's what's her personality? They're just I mean, besides waitress. Yeah, I don't know. Slightly snarky. Like I don't know. Like she didn't take Rupert's shit, but like what is okay. also what is that bat plot line? I'm I'm just. There are so many different directions right now. I get that Rupert's a bad dude. Like, we already knew that. This episode just sort of cemented that even more. He just wants to ruin lives of other people that aren't him. (laughs) And he doesn't like when people stand up to him. Or It's just, I I really liked Roy's arc in this most recent episode. I did too. I'm really happy. why, Why haven't we been focusing? Like, if this season we're just more focused on the characters we already like and know and had been focusing like they have been on Jamie and now a little bit more on Roy and then Keely also like they've been taking Keely in all these different directions. I think they just, I want them to focus and I like what happens when they do focus. And I loved that yeah. end scene of Roy. Like that gave me Roy's speech. Like happy feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His press conference speech, I was like, this is Ted Lasso. Yeah. This is why I always liked Ted Lasso. And this speech is giving me those feelings, like happy and also a little cry. Yeah, <laughs> like, just like that was so perfectly good. Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Yes, I absolutely agree. I wrote that down in my notes. I think even just the moments in this episode with the team and yeah, in the past, I was like a little critical of the Colin storyline because it was the first time we'd really focused on him as a character and then for the show to suddenly in season three be like, gay people exist. Like, I was a little annoyed. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, 
how they executed this episode felt very Ted Lasso. And parts of it might have felt like a little heavy handed, but in a way that, again, I just feel like has always sort of been Ted Lasso's thing, not as heavy handed as the like nude photo leak Mm -hmm. episode, because in that episode, it felt like there wasn't really any, wasn't really anything going on between the teammates other than like, you know, the joke, they were all like sitting there, like looking through their phones or whatever, but it still felt very like luxury. Like this Mm -hmm. is how you should handle it. If you're someone, you know, I don't know. Whereas in this, they were, you know, telling this story of coming out, which has been told in a million TV shows, movies before, but having it between Colin and Isaac and the rest of the team's reaction to it and it being in the you know, environment of a game and seeing mm-hmm. Isaac react to a fan, all of that just felt way more Ted Lasso than the previous episode. Yeah, I agree with the you. The episode before that. So ultimately, I really liked it. It made me emo. I was happy. It, this was like this was, to me was a I don't want to say a perfect Ted Lasso episode, but like a better a quintessential Ted Lasso episode. And I was happy with it. Um I agree with you. I I don't remember my feelings specifically toward the Keely Week episode except for what I was t- saying about Roy and Keely. Um but I did yeah, I thought the most recent episode was fine. I had I liked it. Like parts. What else did I want to say? I Oh, I already said that. Jade has no personality, but like Jack also, I was so unfazed, like not sad at all, felt zero emotion oh. when they broke up because I was like her only personality trait was rich. She had no other – and then she was a dick in, during the yeah. photo leak stuff. And I was like, okay, bye. She was you a rich – didn't matter at all. Love bomber, bad person. Like that's the whole thing. And then when they – and then when she was like, can you say bad things about her and – Rebecca and uh, Higgins – is that his name? <laughs> couldn't think of anything. Yeah, they like anything. couldn't find anything bad to say. I was like, so you the- guys need to you know, work on your imagination because this is – None of that made sense to me. Like no. the way they treated her character from from the first moment she arrived where I was like, what are they doing with this character to the last moment where they couldn't think of anything bad to say about her. I just didn't care and it didn't make sense. At the end of this season, you could tell, shoot me down if this sounds like a bad idea, <laughs> but I might sit down with all the plot points and then – take out all of the things that I think were unnecessary and rearrange to a season of television that I think I would have actually liked to watch. I'm and not going to stop you. Then maybe if you want to do that. It. Well, you might not want me to tell you about it. So. No, I don't want you to tell me about it. <laughs> See? You can do that on your own time. I just think I just think if they had consulted us, <laughs> perhaps maybe next time they no, will. That's a lot now of people that they've heard this. It it's not a small amount. I do think you made me think that we should do a like Apple TV best shows list because that could be fun. I have my bit. I have my five. I need to work on mine. I do not have mine, but could be an episode. Could be. Otherwise, I think I think that's all my thoughts. I think me too. Um, I will close this out by saying the great is out today, May twelfth. I think maybe this episode will go out either today, if it, if not today, then tomorrow. So you could still watch all of. The 10 episodes that are out and if you have seen the first two seasons you probably are like me and very excited to watch i truly cannot wait i've heard good things i'm excited oh that makes me want to watch it so bad maybe that's what i'll do this weekend yay i want to talk about it i love yeah. Elle fanning and nicholas holt and i really enjoyed this this retelling i know it's another retelling but of you know russia and catherine the great it's silly it's goofy it's a little bit of history it's it's good <sighs> very excited Amazing. happy friday Talk soon.
Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen.